Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk. I'm your host, Cameron Shishtar, and with me is... James Seelig. So we're coming with you today on Monday, June 24th, and this is a special on Game of Thrones. We're going to be covering everything from the last three episodes of Season 8, the Season 8 in general, just reviewing it, as well as the series as a whole. And then everything else coming up after that, like the future of the universe with spinoff shows and everything else. But you good to go? Yeah. Ready I to mean, do this? Dive into full Game of Thrones? Yeah. I mean, we probably, I, I don't want to say should have done this sooner, but it's just like shit kept getting in the way. But we're going to definitely get in, deep, in depth into this now. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and for those that haven't checked before, I... Uh, we'll put in the show notes the previous episode where we covered episodes one through three of the eighth season. And pretty much, I'll say now, uh, they're a lot more positive back then, at least for the first two episodes, because it was yeah. more of the buildup. So then the third episode, we start getting annoyed. Uh, here, uh, you're going to see a little bit more of a negative turn, I would say. Yeah, I have some problems. All right, so let's start off with the fourth episode. Uh, these uh, episode reviews will be a little bit brief, just because we're going to get more into the whole season as a review, and the series as a whole will be just more in-depth compared to just these three. It's also been a little while, so you might have to remind me what happened on episode four. For sure. So episode four was The Last of the Starks. Here we have Celebration post-battle shit uh danny still trying to seduce john john saying no uh the rayjoys kill Rhaegal. oh yeah melisandre uh loses her head and danny just kind of fucking goes crazy a little bit they already you can tell like the the cracks are breaking you mean uh, missing day yeah what'd i say melisandre Oh, I said, oh, I mean, my bad, Miss, yeah, Miss Sunday, yeah, uh, when it's Monday, but you miss Sunday, nah. you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, the memes that came after this stuff, guys, holy crap, it was, that was very funny, it was just chaos, but okay, uh, yeah, so this episode was very, it was, it was another, it felt like a filler, almost, it was like a bridge episode, yeah, it, 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 it gets you into, being post long night post white walkers and you're still coming off of that somewhat disappointment from the previous episode where you're like oh my god well what the hell else is left and they immediately show you like oh there's still a bunch happening because another dragon's dead and you're just kind of like whoa that's crazy i didn't expect that but then at the same time that's kind of dumb but okay it becomes a problem in episode five because like at least in episode four rygal gets like immediately killed yeah. By, like, the the scorpion bows? Yeah, it's the scorpions. Yeah, and they make him seem like... They try to show you, like, oh, yeah, no, don't take these lightly. They are an actual threat to the dragons, because it literally just killed one. And almost killed Danny and, and uh, Drogon. Yeah, before when Bronn fires one. But, yeah, like, that's really the main... That's one of two high points in the episode, I guess. It's, like, that in, like, the very end when Missing Day gets beheaded. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, I was really shocked when Rygal died, but uh, it kind of doesn't pay off in episode five, I guess. It really doesn't, and the way everything feels, like, you have everything from Sansa going, like, hey, I got this secret, guess who's gonna know now? Oh, yeah. After John what? tells them, which, it's understandable, like, of course, Sansa, she can, at this point, Sansa's the smartest person besides Tyrion, 
in Westeros. Yeah. Uh, post Peter Baelish and everything else, like they're well at this point she had like the naivety kind of like almost literally beaten out of her and now she's like you're all naive and you're yeah, all basically. fools which she's pretty much right on a lot of that shit but they they further they further downgrade john's character which really pisses me off which I'll, yeah we just got i'll be discussing every freaking episode review and then the season review but it's they they really do john dirty on the writing for him and just the way they implement his character and there's like almost no payoff to his entire character journey not at all yeah they, they've they're very much go yeah well yeah it's supposed to be uh tosses and turns of you weren't expecting this and it's like yeah but you're also supposed to not do it in a shitty way at least if you were yeah better execute it but also you literally went from it's not about like oh my god we want to be surprised but we're also like we're wanting these things to happen and there's certain things that it's like oh i'll be surprised if it doesn't but also a disappointment just the way the show goes because it's like it's not about it's like there's subtle ways to really shock people uh throughout the throughout the like the series but then when you do it where it's more of a left turn jump scare yeah that's where it just kind of feels cheap and you're just kind of robbed from it one thing that was pointed out to also me also rip some... rob yeah one, one thing that was pointed out to me at some point was like uh, so Shit, I forget the name of the guy, the, the dude with the flaming sword. Oh, um, Thoros. Thoros. So, they, uh, Melisandre made a point of, like, the Lord of Light brought him back all those times to, to... Oh, no, no, Beric. Oh, Beric. Uh, Thoros was the priest. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. I thought you meant you were talking about Thoros. Yeah, the, the guy who kept coming back to life. Like, he, she said, you know, the Lord of Light kept bringing him back to accomplish a specific goal and that's why like once he protected Arya for like the one time he was able to actually die yeah because he had served his purpose for the lord of light john snow literally came back from the dead which we'll we'll talk about in the last episode yeah and, and i'm having a hard time understanding what was his purpose yeah i know and overall it's it's it, this episode felt very even though it was like you, you know everything happening it felt half rushed a little bit yeah and it just it, was, it reflects the whole season which we'll we'll go back to as well but i guess how would you to move on to the next episode how would you rate this one if anything like how would you would you say it's good bad whatever it's like, not average it, it is very average so it's, it's like, above average of a regular show but i mean the whole series is above average of a regular yeah show. for sure um it's just this it's hard to gauge this episode particularly because it almost entirely was just like Okay, we finished with the North. We have to get our characters to King's Landing to finish everything. It, it more feeds of into... It's hard to say because this is really just an incubator for the next episode. Basically. So, and it, it without the next episode... Like, there's... That's its whole purpose, really. is just, oh, episode five and six. So, it wasn't, like, terribly bad. The... It, but it wasn't... There wasn't anything, like, really spectacular other than, like, Rygal getting shot out of the sky. Which we, I was like, holy shit, we actually do have to w worry about the dragons and the scorpions. But I guess we're going to get into it in the next episode that that setting that up does not have any payoff yeah. at all. So, episode five, a little bit different. It's uh, called The Bells. Now this one... It's definitely entertaining. I mean, it Jesus. is definitely entertaining. But it's also like, dude, what am I watching right now? <laughs> well it's like 
the so episode four ends with Miss and Day getting beheaded, basically as like an, a huge fuck you to Danny. Yeah, because Cersei was basically showing like, come get me, like do your worst or whatever, and. And they so, not want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, and then, and so like Daenerys, I like literally, I was like, okay, well now there's no way that, we're, that she's not going to attack King's Landing, despite everyone telling her that it's a bad idea, uh, that you could literally just like starve them out with a siege or whatever. And she's like, I don't care, I want her to burn, and so she, like, literally, I I I don't even remember there being a main offensive outside the gates until. She attacked the castle and or the the town and all the ships and destroyed all of the the scorpion boats. Oh, you mean like the first. invasion? Yeah. Yeah, no, they they the whole plan was basically Danny will make the opening and you'll it's like I'll give a sign and it's like what's the sign? Oh, you'll know. And it's like, "Oh, they definitely do know when she does it cuz the whole thing is like she wants revenge first on the navy, the iron fleet for basically yeah. fucking with her." So she's like she uses the sun as her advantage to blind... The ships can't see straight with the sun going up there. They don't have... Uh, sunglasses weren't invented yet. They were goggles. Yeah. So you're pretty much kind of screwed there. A giant dragon's basically running around just screwing you over. Plus, the element of surprise is no longer there for them. So mm-hmm. the dragon has more maneuverability now. And they just get quick worked. And then take out the other scorpions on the walls. Yeah, she basically just like did a ring around the city and destroyed all the scorpions. And like Literally, at some point... Uh, Kyburn comes up to Cersei and, and he's like, "We got to get out of here," and she's like, "Don't worry, this we'll kill the dragon at some point with one of our scorpion shots." And he's like, "No, they're literally all gone." Oh well, we have the Iron Fleet also all gone. It's yeah. like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, "Wait, so then, like, what the fuck was the point of the last episode where they just straight up like insta kill Rigal?" No. Yeah, Rigal and Rigal. Like so, to set up the point that like they have to, they can't use Danny's dragon because it's like it's defenseless. But it turns out it's like totally fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and the whole thing of like, oh, here's the someone pointed out another great meme. It's like, oh, how many horses does the Golden Company have? They're like something thousands. And you look outside. There's the Golden Company, one horse, and everyone else is on foot. It's something that came out way later, but it was like, oh, well, it's because they, oh, yeah, oh, thanks, guys. They all couldn't, right. they couldn't fit them all on the boats like the elephants. <laughs> no, they said they brought the horses with them. I don't know. I'm just talking. About... Okay, I was like, what? What are you talking about? Don't defend that fucking show. No. <laughs> but yeah, so like all that happens, and then we get like the gate gets destroyed. Yeah, and then everyone goes in. Surrender. Ring the bells. Yeah, like literally. Oh, and also, I, I forgot, like, before the battle, Tyrion has this, like, really tearful goodbye with, with Jamie, and, like, sets him free and says, like, hey, I don't like Cersei, and she hates me, but you're my brother, and I don't want you to die, and I don't want her to die, even though she's She's still terrible. his family. She's still my and family. And the baby makes it even more And important. that's the other thing is like the... Whether Tyrion has never despised the kids. Yeah, whether or not Cersei deserves to die, like her unborn baby doesn't. At least not yet, maybe. Yeah. But like, so he like sets uh, Jamie free, even though he knows Danny is going to like take that as treason and probably kill him. He's just like, it doesn't matter. Just like go, 
get Cersei out of the city and then like ring the bells to tell us to let us know that like the city surrenders what's the dwarf's life in comparison to the city yeah basically Tyrion was trying to re- uh, avoid as much bloodshed as possible by just getting the city to surrender and that that's why like so like you said the the gate gets broken all of Danny's forces rush in like led by John and they get to like a standoff with this with the Lannister forces yeah the remaining Lannister garrison basically because they got the Golden Company was the one that was uh taken out first so the Lannisters are still alive but they're all in one spot and then like the standoffs there they say fuck it drop their swords yeah. so they're like we're done yeah we're not gonna fight Lannisters. for Cersei or anything and then they ring the bells and it's like yeah. oh thank god and you're like everything will work out and then, and then Danny goes like fucking batshit nuts and is just like, fuck it, I'm going to torch the well, whole... Well, before that, everyone's theory is like, your whole thing is waiting. You're like, oh shit, Cersei's going to go crazy now. She's going to use the wildfire and just start blowing shit up. Oh now. yeah, or something. Like, that was what was... Exp- like, you're like thinking that's what's going to happen. And it's like, nah, dude, Danny just crazy. And it's like, what? And <laughs> she starts burning people and you're like, oh. Yeah, and it's like, she doesn't even go straight... <laughs> Like, it would have made sense if she had gone straight to the Red Keep and just, like, torched that to the ground. But she literally goes, like, street to street, burning everything in King's Landing. Everything must go sail quickly. (laughs) The prices are burning. So, and, and, like, her forces see her continue to destroy the city and start like running at this Lannisters. Well, Grey Worm's everyone. just full of just rage now. He's just also that. He's already dead inside. He's like, all right, I'm gonna just fucking kill all of you. So the Unsullied go crazy, and then the North, like, it's just like anything else. Like soldiers in the heat of battle do crazy shit because they're like, went through all this shit. I want payoff, and then yeah. and now it's time to loot and kill. So they start doing all of it. So then basically everything goes haywire. John tries to get everything under control again, but it's like basically lost. The entire city gets destroyed. Yeah. And Danny just goes crazy. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, the one thing that's never supposed to happen, they actually do get you to start, at least for me. I'm like, oh shit, Cersei, get out of there. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what am I saying? But I'm like, oh, oh man. Uh, I did like her when she was escaping with Kyburn and oh we get to a uh, mountain versus hound yeah, like the Clegane bowl or whatever people were which was it. it was i thought it was good it was really good i, I liked they, it they I, did that part good at least i also loved how Kyburn died like literally he's like you must obey your queen <laughs> and she's like pushes his head into the stones and like breaks his skull <laughs> by burn yeah yeah dude, it was his ridiculous. brain like flew out of his head and then Cersei's just like, I'm going to leave now. And they're like, that's cool. We're yeah, just going to kill each other. I don't care. Yeah. And then, the, then another fucking stupid part. It's like, oh, Jamie finally gets there. And then you have fucking... <laughs> you have your own great short going, I am. I'll kill you for a queen. Oh, yeah. And I you're like, what the that. fuck are you doing, dude? Like, what? do you not see what's... Who wrote this? Who wrote this shit? Like, oh. what's going on right now? So here's the thing. Uh... So when it came to that confrontation between Jamie and um, Euron, Euron. So in the previous episode, I thought that they were going to set up to some clever moment 
where Euron realizes that Cersei's been lying. Oh, yeah, and time. he's gonna do something to Cersei, but no, he's just, yeah. like, blindly still like, I have to do like, five a full queen. And the moment I'm talking about is when, uh, in the last episode, episode four, when, uh, Tyrion is trying, pleading with Cersei to surrender, if, if not for her, if not for the people of King's Landing that he knows she doesn't care about, at least for the sake of her unborn baby, like, please stand down. And Euron was there, standing next to her. And literally, that same episode was when he learned that she was pregnant. Because he had been trying to, like, put a prince in her, or whatever the fuck he said. Uh, And so he had only just, like, an hour earlier, or something like that, learned that she was pregnant, and they told him it was his, because, uh... Fight for your child. Yeah, basically, and, and like, also, yeah, here's your payment. I'm totally not pregnant with another one of my brother's kids. It's totally yours. Uh, and so I thought when Tyrion mentioned her baby, because Jamie had told him about it, I thought Euron was going to be like, wait... How does he know about the child? Exactly. And it's like, they show his face, too, when she's, when Tyrion says it. He's like, huh? Yeah. Like, he, it's Cause obvious. Like, they don't even, they don't address it at all. Because, like, logically, if he had learned that day, like, earlier that day, like, he should be one of the only people to know about that. And, J- and Tyrion hasn't been in King's Landing for, like, a, a long-ass time at this point. He's never, he doesn't even talk to his sister. So, the only, like, he should have reasoned out that, like, she must be lying to him in somehow, because there should be no way that Tyrion would know about the kid. But, yeah, like you said. I still the seven seas, yeah. and how I can say I'm blind as fuck. Yeah, and that, like, never comes back, and, yeah, he just ends up ha- dueling to the death with Jamie and just fucking dying. Yeah. I'm the man that killed Jamie Lannister. I was like, dude, that is the most that is the most pathetic thing I've heard him ever. I was like, that's really? That's well, the end of that? I cracked up there was a meme later on of just I think it was DB Weiss and they photoshopped his face on Euron. He's like, I'm the man that killed Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was like, Oh bravo. That's pretty <laughs> Excellent funny. work there. But yeah, so the episode like it does a lot of like, the way it's shot and everything else, it's done well of everything, and they really try to put the people's perspective in it, because it's like, oh, remember, this is all for the people, it's all about the people, and you're just watching them all burn and die and shit, that's where, like, they put in Arya's perspective for everything, where she runs away after the Hound's like, don't be like me, and you're like, okay, yeah. I don't know why the Hound sounds like that, he doesn't Yeah, all, there was, but, like, no purpose yeah. in Arya being in King's Landing at all, she didn't do shit, she, like, ran away halfway through and, like, almost died half a dozen times. yeah. It's like, I mean, the whole point they do it is for the people's perspective. That's yeah. really just it. Yeah, for sure. And like, you see it with like the mom and daughter that they're showing there the whole time. <sighs> and you're also expecting, you're thinking like, oh, they're going to catch up to Jamie or Jamie's gonna, like something's going to happen with them and Jamie. Yeah. And like, well, she I, went there to the more interesting. Cersei. And then of course the way Jamie and Cersei die and you're just kind of like, that's, that's it. They basically just like, they try to get down into the cellar where the secret passage was that he came from. But by that point, Danny had been torching the castle with the dragon and it was like crumbling around them. So the, the exit was blocked and there was nowhere for them to go. And they just get like buried alive basically. 
And I just, I don't know, it was all sorts of disappointment. And I'm just like, yeah. what was the point of all this? Like, I don't, I don't get why, I get why certain things they do. Like, all right, Danny becoming Mad Queen, I get that. But and it's the way they do it is just not, yeah, it's just not done well. The it's executions just, like, are all done poorly. That's where they fail is the executions. Well, people's main complaint about the Mad Queen thing is like, people tried to defend that saying like, oh, well, she isn't, she's been like, torturing and killing people the whole time remember the slavers in slavers bay that she like literally crucified like yeah but those were slavers and yeah, she it's, literally it's... just did the same thing that they did to children yeah to like it like literally they had crucified a like a hundred some odd children along the route between like the the two cities she was passing between just to fuck with danny and she was just like paying them back, basically. And she does other shit too. Like there's, she does. There's multiple things. Even like uh, in the next never... episode, Tyrion talks about it too. And you're like, oh, someone actually addressed it. Yeah. Because you don't actually think someone would, but and he does. It's... And you're like, okay, but still, like, that's the... very unlike Danny. But the whole thing too is all her advisors, all her friends are dead. Mm-hmm. It's just Tyrion and Grey Worm. But like, Barristan's dead. Jorah's dead. Missandei is dead. Her handmaids from the Targaryen handmaids are dead. Yeah like er- dario's not there anymore like no one's around anymore and john's like no yeah. so like it's and it makes is- some sense in certain areas but then it just it, it it there's not enough in argument for it to happen yeah so here, here's the thing like all of the crazy shit she's done has always had like a reason and it's yeah. never been to innocent people like maybe the most innocent people that she killed was probably sam's family that she like torched oh, yeah. just because they did refuse to to bend the knee and she she basically just made an example of them and that's pretty crazy but there was at least a reason to it and yeah. so the reason why it makes no sense in episode five when she just like s- starts torching the city is because like she doesn't go straight for king for the tower where the people that are like directly responsible for all of her problems are. She just imme- she just like mows down the all the innocent people first, just along the way. Sure, so she used them. It's like the whole thing actually in the beginning. She kills. She burns Varys alive. Yeah, yeah, and it's like the whole. I cracked up. There was a great meme of uh, Eric Andre where he shoots Hannibal Buress and uh, like the Eric Andre show. Uh, both two people in it and Hannibal's sitting in a couch. Eric just shoots him with an SMG and he goes, why blah, blah, would do that. And so it's just be like Danny's Eric Andre and Hannibal's Varys. And then, uh, she shoots him and he's like, oh, why would Sansa do this? And I'm like, (laughs) which is hella true. It's like, oh, Sansa spread the word. And Danny's like, Sansa did this to him. And it's like, I mean, you just can't burn him alive. So I'm going to say no. But yeah, it's just ah, it it just made me annoyed, and then it's like, well, what the fuck happens now? Like, yeah. are we gonna have just like uh, because my whole thing I called it with um, oh wait, did I have Venmo? Yeah, I did Venmo tie. That's right, I did. I gave hundred bucks. I made a bet with someone that they didn't even accept. It was it wasn't even a bet really. I just after watching um, we watched. I was in Texas when the Last of the Starks episode happened, and I told my friend Ty, I'm like, hey, dude. I can guarantee this this has to happen. Shit's gonna go bad afterwards and either Danny goes crazy or Cersei takes charge. Something's gonna happen where John specifically is in trouble 
And Sansa's gonna come down with the the wildlings as mm-hmm. well as uh, Ghost and like Tormund and shit, and they're gonna come down and save John. That would have been fucking sick. And it made so much sense. I'm like, this is gonna happen. I can guarantee it. If I'm wrong, Ty, I will give you a hundred dollars, and I didn't even have a chance to give him to talk. I didn't give him a chance to talk. He's just like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I will give you a hundred dollars out of principle of just the shit happening." And he's like, "What? Okay." So then this happens, and then episode six happens, and I'm like, just "I just call Ty, and I'm like, hey, Ty, I just Venmoed you a hundred dollars," and he's like, "Oh, thanks." <sighs> And I'm just like, yo, I fucking hate this stuff now. This fucking season is trash. So season episode six happens. Final episode happens. It's just so anticlimactic. Yeah, and they they try to do some edgy shots, like it shows Danny and Dragon's behind her and does like really the fucking cool wing. Yeah, that looks really tight. Like basically Dragon's wings make it look like Danny's a winged person. Like she's she's, she's the dragon. She's like Maleficent the Dragon Queen and I'm yeah. like, oh fuck. She's like they were basically going like full on emperor shit. And it looks tight, and then you just have like, oh, there's more Dothraki than I expected. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> still alive. And there's still someone solid, and she's like, we're not stopping here. We're gonna free the world. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea. Seeing this area freeze, just a bunch of smoke and ashes. And John's also... just like, what the fuck? Tyrion. I was also confused because she was like mentioning different parts of like the seven kingdoms that she was gonna liberate and i was like i thought you just did that yeah <laughs> but she's like nah we gotta keep going you know <laughs> starting with winterfell like oh you just don't like sansa <laughs> she did say that right <laughs> she did say uh, winterfell i think i don't know if she said starting with winterfell but she said it so that john could hear winterfell in like the whole speech and he goes like what 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 about winterfell because oh, she was speaking in Valerian. Yeah, so yeah. He, so he only the Dothraki her. and the Unsullied could understand her. Yeah. And I think a little bit of what Tyrion could hear too. But yeah, Tyrion comes over and she's like, oh, I know, but you betrayed me. And he's like... He straight up takes the hand pin off and just like throws it down Yeah, the he's stairs. like, yo, fuck you. And then they always stop and it's like, imprison him. Before that too, like you have Jon walking through the city with Davos and like Grey Worm's executing Lannister soldiers and Jon's like, what the fuck are you doing? They've already lost. And he's like... The all enemies must die. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, dude. You're fucking crazy now, too. Yeah. And so Tyrion also finds his siblings under a bunch of rocks, and he's freaking that out. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, I, and it does I don't bring give a back about, that, um... Like, I don't give a shit about Cersei, but, like, the just... It, no, at least the way he said in the previous episode when he was freeing Jamie to try to save him, and he was like, everyone always treated me like a monster, and you were the only person who was ever nice to me. And he's, like, unburying his brother and sister because somehow he finds them in the basement. I guess the whole, not the whole castle (laughs) fell on them. Like, oh, shit, you're right. It was just a pile of rubble there. Well, actually, I mean, like, the whole thing collapsed, but, like... um, like, They were almost in, like, the only spot covered in rubble. That that is... I didn't even think about that. You're right. Which is, like, just weird. But it was just... It was so heartbreaking that he was, like, pulling brick after brick off of them and just, like, crying... Someone, I forget so where I heard it, but someone brought up the point of, like, when him and Jamie, when he's in the dungeon the first time, before the trial, Yeah. Uh, he's talking about the other Lannister that was uh, smashing the Beatles. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was like that. It was like, the whole thing was like, what's the point? And it was like, oh, yeah. And it's like, uh, what happened? Oh, a mule caught, kicked him in the head, and it's like, Danny, uh, John's the mule. <laughs> but yeah, so like, 
ah, oh, God, after all that, John's like, she's still my queen. Yeah. And Arya's like, I know a killer when I see one. Loyal to a fault. And Tyrion's like, you gotta do something about it. And John's already, like, halfway, I think he's at the half point of, like, I might do something with Arya. Well, and then he, Tyrion just gives him the full push. Well, yeah, that's the thing, is, like, John is, like, all about honor and duty, but he, so he... Having give sworn his allegiance to Danny, he wants to keep that, but he also can see that she has like very clearly lost her mind, and isn't maybe the right thing for the world. Especially when Tyrion just he solidifies it. I think when he's just like, "You are the shield that guards the realms of men." It's like you go do your duty, dude. Yeah, and John does like it. It happens, and you're kind of like. Okay, and because it happens, it feels like it happens so early on, even though it's probably like halfway yeah, no, through. Like literally, that like she died in like the first twenty minutes of the episode. Yeah, and you're like, huh? What happens now? Like yeah. what the hell? And then like it turns it into really the weirdest. Sick. It it takes you to the weirdest fucking point because I'm like, oh cool, John's king now or something, and then it's like, nah, he's no. in a dungeon. Tyrion comes out, and it's been like. What, a month or something? Three well, months? Before that, like, literally... Or three weeks? I forget. As soon as he... So he he stabs uh, Danny in the heart, I guess, and she dies, like, oh, really Drogon. quick. And, yeah, somehow Drogon, like, wakes up down below the tower and, like, climbs all his way up to the throne room, sees Danny dead, sees John there, and it looks like he's a about to like incinerate john because he like figures out like oh my god you killed my mom i'm gonna fucking kill you or whatever and then he just like turns last second and melts the iron throne and the whole time i was like why is this happening well that okay that i thought made sense it was like a poetic thing of just like this throne causes nothing but fucking death plus john like he knows john's a targaryen the whole thing is the dragons know does he yeah. Is that what was happening? I mean, before that, yeah, in the last season, like, they kind of figure it out before Danny does, because they, like, grow on him pretty fast. That's, that's fair. I just, it was, it was never really clear how intelligent Plus, we don't know if were. John can stand, we never get the, the fire test with John either. Uh, too. Well, actually, no, we did in the first season, because he burns his hand, uh, saving Craster by throwing, not Craster. Uh, saving uh, Lord Commander Mormont from the Whites that yeah. go into his room. Yeah, he did burn his hand. Yeah, head. he burns his hand. So, okay, John's not impervious to fire. Uh, <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. But yeah, so... I bet the writers I, did too. Yeah, probably. But yeah, so the... I I just think he sent, he, he knows the Targaryen when he, when he sees one, though. Maybe. But yeah, Maybe. that happens. Then he just, like, picks up Danny's body and just flies away. Fucks off to Valeria. Never see him again. Yeah. They mentioned him once later. <laughs> he flies to the east. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I'm just so... I'm so done. But, like, uh, yeah, the... Uh, also, we're coming at this, like, way after kind of being... We're more calm now than we were, like, back then. I was it's still just so disappointing, It would though. just be me, like, losing my shit 20 <laughs> times over if it was just, like, a month ago or something. But, yeah, like, uh, the second half comes out and it feels like a completely different show it just it feels so unnatural you're yeah, like the little council of people it was all like winding down and like just basically trying it's to... like after it's like a epilogue yeah exactly. it's basically it was, epilogue it was epilogue of like here's where they all go at the end that's about it yeah it's like the real season the, the season itself ends when Dragon flies off with danny that's and then it's just weird. yeah this is like what comes after 10 pages and you're uh, like okay great 
And someone does make a point, they're like, dude, this shit could have been a season by itself of just, like, the fucking epilogue shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, they're like, we're gonna put it to a vote, so it's like, it's semi-democracy of, like, instead of, um... I crack up because Sam's like, let the people decide. Everyone's like, fuck off, Sam. But we'll decide. It's better than nothing. Well, like, here's the thing. Like, literally, Sam... So, okay. So, yeah, you... So, Danny is killed. Drogon flies off with her body. And so we are... It cuts to, like, a month later. And we're just supposed to assume that John, like, I guess, handed himself over to... He would. He would. He definitely would have. Because, like, that's the kind of guy he is. But it's just, like... So he's just been in the... Like, imprisoned by the Unsullied, who are now in charge of King's Landing. Yeah. And, like, first off, with the fact that uh, Grey Worm... Grey Worm calls them all down. Yeah, like, so Grey Worm... Like, last we saw him, he was straight up, like, slaughtering everyone that was, like, an enemy of Daenerys in in the streets. So I assumed that if he went... Well, actually, you know what? Davos is down there, too. So he probably also could have... Uh, maybe. ...been like, hey, this is what's happening. You should probably uh, get over here. I, I... Yeah, I just... I thought that it was almost certain that once Grey Worm found out, he was going to try to kill Jon. But I guess he didn't. And just, like, throws him in jail for, like, a month with Tyrion, waiting for the other... The lords and ladies of Westeros to come and, I guess, parlay. But... I don't know why he or the Unsullied would bother with that. I guess, I don't know, it's the whole doing Danny's style or whatever. I'm not Maybe. sure. But yeah, so they all just decide their shit. And basically, it's like they're like, uh, half of them are like, save John. Half of them are like, kill John. Yeah. And then they end up basically, the whole compromise that Tyrion tells them later yeah, is some- like, you're going to go back to the Night's Watch. And yeah. It's like, fuck Somehow you. Somehow the Greyjoys were still loyal to Danny because they were like, she freed us from a, di- a tyrant. Well, yeah. Also, I mean, Yara swore her allegiance to her. She did, and she wasn't there for the actual fight. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just weird that they were like, "Well, who gets to decide what we do with John and everyone?" So let's elect a king real quick. And Sam is just like, "Well, why do we get to decide? Why don't we let the people of Westeros decide? Everyone gets a vote, and he literally gets like laughed at." Yeah. Which, to be fair, someone did point out to me that, like, the level of education of most people living in Westeros would probably, like, most of them don't give a shit who's king or not. So that probably wouldn't have been a great idea. It is true. It's like, he's basically saying, hey, let's let the uneducated people decide who's king. And everyone that is educated is like, you know, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, We probably should let that happen. It was like, oh, shit, dude. Yeah. Uh, So, God, they... Did you then I, I okay so this I, I didn't say the final two episodes were spoiled to me oh really yeah I was on a tweet I did uh, it luckily. was like I looked in one of the Game of Thrones tweets and I was like reading down it and someone posts like a tweet image and it's like all these things happen and I'm like oh this stuff already happened nice this isn't the final episode and I didn't realize it said final season or like final mm. certain amount of episodes and I was like Bram becoming king that didn't have like nice try and i'm like oh and then like it says jamie and cersei being crushed and dying in king's landing i'm like yeah whatever because it said like Bassande beheaded i'm like that already happened and like and then i read the topic and i'm like fuck and i'm like well maybe it won't happen everything fucking happens that the guy said which dude the dude whoever posted it had 
leaked other stuff before previously, so usually anything he says that might happen ends up happening because he like finds out from some source. So God, Bran being I'll have Brad the Broken. Yeah, and they call him Bran the Broken. Which I'm I don't give a shit about any of that at that point. I'm just like Y'all made the fucking kid without a personality king who yeah, like, literally what? didn't do any he just is like, I'm leaving now and like left the battle to watch Avengers. Yeah, he just like warged into a bunch of crows and then like nothing. Yeah, didn't which shit. It's that's another great movie. It's like he goes, "I'm leaving now," and it just shows him uh, basically appear into a theater watching Avengers with uh, everyone because they came out at the same time. Like it was the same week of uh, the Long Night Battle and that. So you're just like, "Oh, that makes yeah. sense." That's but yeah, funny. no, it was so fucking dumb. And then they they do that. It just makes no sense. Why would you make him king? He because give he because he knows everything already, and he's basically he's no. There's no emotion, which it's an area where everyone's very emotional at this point. So I guess so. Yeah, but e- either way, I was still just like, all right, fuck off, whatever. So all that shit happens. John leaves. Oh, the, I think the worst thing is like Tyrion when he like suggests that Bran should be king. He's like. I forget what the fuck he, he said, but he was like, would you, like, would you consider taking Why do you think I came all like, the way down here? Yeah, he's like, why do you think I'm here? It's like, fuck off, Bran. Bran, you little shit. <laughs> like, fuck you, Bran. <laughs> and so, uh, they, and he makes Tyrion his hand, and Grey Worm's like, fine. And, like, it's just the most un... Yeah, like... It just doesn't feel good. Yeah, that's the other feels thing. Is like, so, after a month of wanting to murder Tyrion, and, like, the entire time he's like... Tyrion, you're a prisoner here. You don't get to. Say, you don't get a say. And he like does his bit anyway, and yeah, and like Grey Worm is just like, yeah, I'm okay with you. Like, just making him not a prisoner anymore and making him like the second most powerful person in all of the Westeros again. The worst part is the most <sighs> developed character that seems positively developed was fucking <laughs> John Aaron. No, no, uh, Robert. Uh, no, uh, Robin Aaron. Yeah. He, uh, he's just so he's like much more mellowed out and not crazy looking he's like yeah i agree with this and you're just like <laughs> dude i literally didn't recognize that kid i noticed like the first second they showed him i knew who he was i like, think was just like who the fuck is this kid and then people i po- cracked up I, I thought it was hilarious people pointed out that that was like rob aaron and i was like oh so yeah john goes to the night's watch sansa becomes queen of the north so they secede from the king from uh the seven kingdoms and then we have bran king and Arya leaves to see what's west of westeros and then that's it that's the end john basically goes uh north of the wall with the wildlings and they start resettling so basically he he, he sort of becomes that i thought it was so weird that uh what sans i was just like hey I know my brother is king now, and I should probably be fine with that anyway. But I want to secede from King's Landing, or, or from the rest of the Seven Kingdoms. And Bran's just like, hmm, okay. I mean, it, honestly, it made sense. <laughs> no one wanted another war, plus... For sure. Like, it, it, once Bran's not king, if it's a southern king again, that means the north is under a southern king. Yeah. Like, it, it, the whole thing was, Sansa since the beginning was like, the north won't be part of what like it's not gonna bend again That's, yeah that was the whole point she she stayed true to that that made that part made sense to me but then yeah so we have basically we end up with two kings a queen and a captain of the starks uh we have king bran of the six kingdoms we have captain Arya 
uh, heading to see what's west of Westeros. We have Queen Sansa of the North, and we have King John, the King Beyond the Wall. He's basically the new man's raider. Yeah, he's yeah, and because Tormund follows him, and then you get, you get the the worst part, which it's like it's nice, but it's very disappointing. Yeah, it just shows what's wrong. Look at each other. What? <laughs> They're, like when John shows up again, like Tormund gives him such a bromance look. Yeah, he's just like, hey, buddy. Yeah. He's, it's that straight-up best friend that you always know who to go to after a breakup. It was like that. <laughs> it was that fucking face. But John sees Ghost, and he gives Ghost the pat. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. And they all start cheering. And I'm like, this is so disappointing. Not because that happened, but I'm like, the fact that everyone had to be built up this much for them to interact it should yeah. have already had a relationship that was better than that in the beginning, like since like the previous season and a half. Like the fact that it was like that was just so. It shows how poor the process of just I don't know. It just it was really done poorly of the relationship between John and Ghost and the neglect that they show him that was unnecessary, and it's very visible that it's unnecessary. Yeah. And you have everyone complaining about it, and then, like, this happens, and everyone's like, oh, are we forgive you now? And it's like, no, don't forgive me for that. They should have, that shouldn't have happened in the first place. It's like when, it's like when Disney's like, hey, we brought back the Clone Wars. It should have been canceled in the first place. Like, it's all this shit. It's, it's, it's things like this that are just so fucking stupid that they, they pull off, and then they think, oh, aren't you happy we did this for you? We did fan service. And it's like, no, you guys just suck. So, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much episode six. Uh, actually, we, we talked, it's already 40 minutes in. We, we, oh, really? we over talked about these three episodes. So we'll go through season eight very briefly instead now. Cause basically we just talked about like half of season eight. Yeah. So it, think... it was basically like, all right, first episodes were built up fine. It's like, we, we expect more. And then we get the long night, which we got more news about the long night. So it turns out there was the the director wanted to do much more. So he was like, I want to kill off a lot more people. And I actually watched a video of like, they were like, uh, what if we, this guy wanted to change the long night. And he's like, the same people still die, but I'm changing where they die and how the battle goes. And it's the whole yeah. thing of like agreeing on. One of them was like, he wanted to kill Jorah in the first volley, like him leading the, uh, Dothraki. The Dothraki, and he just dies immediately. Yeah, but it's not like that at all. So, uh, the Dothraki don't charge in. They are instead on the flanks. So, oh, they come right, from right. the right and left flank. And uh, the same thing happens where they basically... The dead come in up the center into the different the three different lines of infantry. The, the Vale Men, the Unsullied, and the North slash Wildlings and slash Night's Watch. And they come up, hit them... Dothraki come from the side, but it's still the same thing happens where basically the Dothraki get overwhelmed and still killed off. You kill off Jorah in the beginning, uh, and then like save other ones like Dolores said dies later because that death in the beginning was it was they basically were just like look we showed someone die and I'm just like fuck you guys you, you literally made him off like it was nothing. Who again? Dolores said. Oh that guy yeah. yeah. So they also were he wanted to kill off a lot more characters. Because it didn't feel necessary to keep saving him and give him all plot armor and everything else. Like, Bri yeah. like straight up, Bri uh, honestly, it, it, it would have been fine if Brian died. I'm going to be completely honest. It sucks. I love that yeah, character. No, same. But it would have made more sense. And, like, yeah, it like just would have, instead of being like, oh, she got her wish and wasn't a virgin anymore. <laughs> but no, like, like, come on. You could have 
really made the stakes go crazy because I mean it says something that they did kill off like eight characters or something. Why didn't it feel like they killed off eight characters? What what's the what made that feeling not happen? Because it, it was like almost a universal feeling. I think it's just like part of the problem was that episode they had a bunch of like fake outs where like you think someone's about to die and then you see them again later and you're like oh. I guess they're still alive. And like when they show John running through and everything. Well, Tarly survive. They show John running through and it shows literally like everyone's pretty much dead except for all the main characters are just there. And I'm like, huh? Okay. I guess that doesn't make any sense, but okay. (laughs) And then we have the talk of, it turns out also dire wolves were supposed to come. So it made sense. So it sounds like when Bran was originally going to warg, he would have brought Nymeria and her wolf pack up, and they would have fought Viserion, the undead dragon. Yeah. And also, sounds it sounds awesome. like um, it was like that, and then John would have fought uh, the Night King. I think that's what I heard correctly. That would have been fucking cool. And I'm like, he he says the director says it is the director of an episode's job to fulfill the vision of the showrunners who have the overall say. Right. So this isn't his fault. This is fucking D&D, Benioff and Weiss doing this shit, going final call, going, we don't want direwolves in there. We don't want John to fight the Night King. We want to do all this fucking other shit that's, like, very mediocre. And it's just so disappointing hearing more of that now. I mean, a lot of it was, it felt obvious, too, like, just, like, why wouldn't they include these things? Especially, it was expected, because it's, like, we, it's, like, we feel like we know the show enough now where we know there's still going to be shocks, but we expect its intelligence to bring the next step forward to this direct, like this area, but then it doesn't. And we're disappointed not because it's like, oh, you just weren't expecting that because you're shocked. It's like, no, because it feels a lower standard. You have lowered the standard of the show and what we expect from it. It honestly feels like, at least for this last season in particular, that the showrunners or the writers or, or whoever was responsible just like forgot about a bunch of storylines. They really did. And like, like you said, just now, like you said, the the Nymeria, uh wolf, like the, the dire, uh, Arya's dire wolf, like in the books is like you get like a snippet of like she's still around every uh, every once in a while there's rumors of a hundred wolves running around just yeah. ravaging like, like just basically running around the riverlands. And like basically you don't it they don't Martin never straight up says, like, Nymeria is, like, the alpha of a bunch of wolves. It's just, like, yeah, you get news from around the Riverlands. Of, but you you know what it means. Like, you understand massive, it. Yeah, a massive wolf leading, like, a hundred other regular wolves. And you're like, well, that could only be Nymeria. And, and that's just a cool idea that Nymeria is still out there. And she became the leader of, like, the largest wolf pack ever. Yeah. And that, like, they just forgot about that. That, like, never shows up in the sh- in the show. Like, there are just a bunch of random little things that just, like, would have been really cool to see a payoff for, but it feels like they just straight up forgot about them. I mean, like, they even screw ghosts over there, too. They show Mm -hmm. them in the beginning, and that's it, and they go, well, you'll have to imagine the rest as we show what happens to them after. It's like, fuck you guys. So, all that happens, all that new stuff is told to us, and it's just like, okay. So this is what instead we get, and then we have six episodes in this season, seven episodes in the previous season. HBO clearly said, hey, you can have ten episodes, and they go, nah, we could do it in less. Didn't they say, didn't they offer them ten seasons? 
I remember, I don't know if it was 10 seasons, but I heard it was 10 episodes for these two seasons. Okay. And it was like, they turned, they basically turned down seven episodes. They turned down three episodes for season seven, and they turned down four episodes for season six. Kind of really feels like they could have used it. <laughs> oh, they definitely could have. They could have better utilized it, and they could have at least, even if they still did the same direction, they could have at least added more depth to it, if anything, instead of making it feel rushed. Because the whole thing then is... Uh, we'll talk about this. I'll, I'll talk about the Star Wars stuff in a little bit, but basically overall, I would say this is probably the worst season oh, of definitely. the show, for sure. Um, that's how I'd rate it. And then to talk about the series really fast, it, it, it doesn't really take too much to talk about. I would say, if someone ever asks and they say, well, then is the show not worth watching? Is it bad? No, it is an amazing show. It is done really, really well. But just like any other show, sometimes it falls like anything else. Yeah. There's still, I would say this, the first four seasons are like 10 out of 10. Oh, absolutely. It, it's very, it's sad too, because it tells you exactly kind of, it's the showrunner's creativity that makes it go down the hill, because seasons one through four are all up to book material. It's all the book material. It's all that content there. And, and like it's done subtle, well. It's done so well. There's Everything, like subtle differences, but nothing like major. Yeah. Nothing that really, besides like the biggest is, I guess, of that area is Stoneheart. But yeah, it honestly doesn't affect it too much. And then we get to season five. And then they're like, we're going to change it a little bit. And we're going to take away the storyline that they were developing with Dorne. We're going to put it in our own storyline. And it is done very poorly. We get... Instead of, like, I'll put it this way really fast. In Dorne, the books, you get uh, Dorne Martelli. He's like that dude in the wheelchair, has, like, the gout and shit. After Oberon dies, he still has three kids, not just one. He has three kids. One, the oldest daughter, is basically going to become the Lord of Dorne, or Lady of Dorne. And she is a really awesome character. She actually seduces one of the Kingsguard. She kidnaps Maricela to basically plan a revel- a new civil war where yeah. she makes Nim- uh, Maricela queen. And then, like, all this shit happens, and... Oh, yeah, because she didn't think... Was this before or after Tyrion? Um, uh, shit, what was the other kid? Oberyn? No, the... the Tommen? Joffrey? Joffrey. This was is after before? Joffrey's dead. Off- after Joffrey's So Tommen's become king now. This is after uh, Joffrey and Tywin are dead. And Oberyn. Right. So they're all dead. I think she was basically like, Tommen's too young to be king, and Cersei is just using him to be regent anyway, so I'm going to put this girl in charge. And Marysel's older. Yeah. That's and the, actually that's the whole person. thing of why she's saying it. She's saying it doesn't matter if it's boy or girl. And she's, oh, yeah, particularly... uh, she basically convinces Eris Okart, who's a yeah. Kingsguard, to go with her, and they have like a whole band. All this shit happens basically in like Arahoda, that bodyguard, like, um, Besides, honestly, besides Solder's son, he's like the only other black character in the entire show. He's, he's also like wicked awesome with a yeah, pike. <laughs> he's this big dude, and he is basically considered one of the best sword fighters in Westeros, or the best fighters in Westeros uh, in the books. And basically, oh, you I just get him stabbed in the back in the show, and you're just like, the fuck is this bullshit? And like. Well, the fact that the wheelchair guy gets like. Doran. Yeah, he gets like his neck slit or whatever. Yeah, that was stupid. And I was like, what? But but they're leading to such cool shit with him in the books he's just like gone yeah they, they really they, they really do terribly but basically uh make it fast uh doran then tells his daughter like don't do this bullshit instead we're not going for Maricel. we're not going to champion her 
there's someone across what there's someone across the sea that we're going to align with and he's basically talking about danny he's like where do you think your brother's been fast uh flash over to west to uh essos you have this kid quentin who's the middle child yeah. basically going to court danny and uh tell her that Dorn is for her, that, that they can get married. Well. Yeah, it did not end well for him. But you have this full storyline that goes on with him. Like, they both have their own chapters and adventures and everything mm-hmm. else. And then you have the youngest one, Tristan, who's just, like, wed to Marcella, and that's it. Like, they're going to be wed eventually when they're older. And all this cool stuff is happening, but instead they go, let's give the Sand Snakes and uh, Ilaria Sand all of this. Uh, we'll give them the lead of Dorn. When they are actually literally just more of like when the Dorn chapters begin, they're in like the side. They're like little small snippets that are talked about and then like thrown to the side because they're not important. Yeah. They really aren't. They are not important whatsoever. Ilaria is definitely not important. The Sand Snakes do have some, like they have a role, but it's not an overarching role. It's like more of like, oh, get this side quest shit done. They're basically like half royal guard half like special agents yeah and they're they they have like a mission that they're currently on in the books at least too but it's not like big where they're getting their own chapters for it or anything so all this stuff happens and dorn's just turned to ass and that's like the rest of season five is more overly more or less like good but you start seeing a weird like you start seeing the faults and then season six comes and it just it was pro- I would say it was probably better than five because then you have a lot of uh, the taking back of the north and all this other stuff. Yeah, and that stuff. Some really of that's cool. well done, but then didn't they also like advance the storyline with the um, the White Walkers a bit? Yeah, but the the, the, R- the, the Bravos stuff falls short. I yeah. felt yeah. So Bravos is done okay, and you're like oh, whatever, and like you have Sam doing the. Uh, is that no it's the next one is sam i guess no yeah sam is doing the shit in the citadel which really doesn't last long no it doesn't so all that stuff happens season well, seven then happens for... and it's like super short yeah. and they go from point a to point b point a to point b back and forth all the time really fast there's no death building besides like john being basically stuck on dragonstone and then the whole, like, oh, let's trick Peter Baelish, which was really cool, but at the same time, very much underutilized oh, yeah. his character because it just shits on everything he does and well, like, kind of doesn't do his type of, I would say, his intelligence. It just doesn't yeah. do his intelligence well, in the books, like, I think, I forget who it is exactly. I think it might have been Caitlin uh, Stark. She, someone said that like peter baelish may not be of like noble birth like he may not be able to be a lord or anything but he may just be the most dangerous man in all of westeros because he's so smart and like patient and willing to play the long game to get himself to a, a position of power yeah so like clearly leading to like he is he's got his own plans for how he could get to the iron throne and it was really interesting seeing, like, they're waiting, at least in the books, to see, like, well, how's he going to get there? And obviously the books aren't finished. We, 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 he's still alive in the books, last, we, last we've seen. Uh, but, yeah, he kind of just dies pretty quick in the show. Like, and it's not, like, impossible that that could ha- be how it ha- happens in the book, where, like, 
they find him out and he just get they kill him because like I don't know, it, it would be weird to have his plans actually work yeah but it's like still like the build-up he's still climbing the ladder in the books like at, yeah. at that level he's doing so much crazy shit right now and the the way he does it too is it's there's so much more depth in it yeah as well mm-hmm. so you're just watching all this shit unfold and you're like holy shit i because at certain points i'm not gonna lie you forget he's there and then he'll come out of nowhere with some crazy shit that happens and you're like okay yeah. and in yeah the show they're just like eh, sansa yeah. please i loved you yeah and that was another weird thing is like he literally did actually i think he actually did literally love sansa but mostly just because she reminded him so much of her mother yep yep so, yeah, that was, that's that. I would say, like I said, uh, overall, the, se- the series is great. Yeah. Se- seasons one through four are like 10 out of 10s. And then from there, it kind of gets like, it deteriorates a point by point. Like each time it just goes down a point practically. Or like, I would say like season five, it goes down to like a, a seven. And then it goes back up with season eight or season six a little bit to like an eight. And then just goes down back to yeah. a seven with, a, I'd say like a, a, a six or a seven with season seven. And then just drops to like a fucking four to yeah. season it's, eight. It just like, I don't know. it The whole series is, it's very well acted. It's very well shot. And like the set design is like top notch. Like, all, all of the, I mean, King's Landing, like, looks like a real fucking place. Yeah. And all of the suits of armor that everyone wears are so ornate, and, like, it just, it makes it feel like a real world. So, all of that is top-notch. It's just, like, like you've been saying, past season four, the writing is where it really starts to, like, get less detailed. Yeah. So, yeah. One thing that to be said too is there is a rumor or it's actually kind of like a, a thought of like how long ago were they uh, uh, approached for Star Wars? Oh yeah. Just around the time that season seven and eight happened. So you're just kind of like, did y'all fucking rush this shit out and not give a shit just to go to Star Wars? I fucking hope not. I Part of me at this point, just with everything that's happened... I don't want to say I believe it all the way, but it's just, it's had me go more towards that, uh, expect, like, that thought now, if anything, because now I'm, like, less, ex- I went from, okay, it's, like, really brief on Star Wars, like, knowing now, after episode nine, it kind of takes a break, and they're gonna switch to a every other year format, which I'm fine with, because I'm, like, you guys don't need to over-fatigue people with it and over-saturate yeah. everything, uh, they're, like, every other year there's gonna be a movie, and that's gonna be the first trilogy, and it's unknown still if it's Ryan Johnson and them working together or if they're doing separate shit. I really hope... At first, I used to hope it was separate because I was like, don't get them near Ryan Johnson. He can do his own shit. It's questionable at this point after episode eight. Yeah. And then with them now, I'm like... Even if it might be good, out of just protest of how they pulled this shit for game of thrones i'm not looking forward to it anymore i'm just like 
it, it's sol it's sullied every hope and enjoyment I was looking forward to having like them do Star Wars. Now I'm like, oh, the guys that ruined Game <laughs> the guys that ruined Game of Thrones are gonna do Star Wars now. Oh boy, yeah, I really can't wait for that. So it's just it, their actions really fuck them. Like they really have to think about things in the long run because they they rush the fuck out of there just so they can do this. And now like. I don't, I don't care as much now. Like I, I don't care. I'm, I don't care about Star Wars anymore. I'm like episode nine is going to happen. I'm going to watch it. Cool. After that later, I might just go to Disneyland and go to the park. That's yeah. about it. Like good I, job guys. You did it. <laughs> I honestly thought that they were rushing the last couple seasons just cause like maybe they were tired of all the stress of running a show that was so high pro profile, but that doesn't make sense that maybe they just like were rushing to get off of this project not because they wanted to finish it but because they wanted to go on to the next one yeah. well i hope your half-assedness was worth the uh less the ending of stress seriously like now you have to deal with us never enjoying you guys ever again so well done there also someone someone ruined it for me too they're like you know these guys did uh the fucking x-men origins wolverine movie yeah and i was like oh you know that makes sense now when i that found makes that sense. out i was just like no fucking way it it just goes to show movie. you that when they're doing their own content, they can't do it well. Mm -hmm. Like, once George Mar Mar George Railroad Martin's shit stopped, it was like, oh, we got control now? Cool, let's see what we can do. Oh, looks like you guys shouldn't be creative people because it doesn't work out, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the season and the series and the episodes and review. Now we get to look forward to what comes next. Uh, they're going to be... Well, they said previously, there were five projects being worked on for... Five? Yeah. Five projects. Three. It was five projects. Uh, they had multiple teams working on creating five new shows. Two of them did not work out, and now it is oh, down to three. Okay. So, with these three, the first one that's going to come, which I believe starts filming in October, is going to be on The Long Night, which another rumored title for it is called Blood Moon, I believe. And... It's going to be a prequel set during the Age of Heroes. The awesome thing why I'm actually looking forward to this more than anything of any other stuff would be because this covers all of the First Men and the Children of the Forest. Yeah. So there's no Andals, there's no Valerians, there's no Roiner. So there's not all the great houses of Westeros that you normally talk about and see in the show of Game of Thrones. Only the Starks will be there. And then, like, some of the other northern houses and certain uh, other houses uh, throughout Westeros will be there that, ha like, survived from the age of the First Men. So, like, I don't know if they'll be in the show. It's really, like, you don't... I don't know how much will happen in this. If it's just going to be focused on the Starks in the north, or if it'll have, like, a bunch of the first houses of Westeros from the First Men. So you'd possibly have, like, at least from Dorne, like, House Dane. If you had, um... The Vale... I believe it was House Royce, like, uh, that, remember Robert Royce in mm -hmm. the show? Yeah, so it'd be House Royce, uh, in, uh, the Westerlands, instead of the Lannisters, you have the Casterlies, and you have the Castamires and the Westerlings, you have the Brackens and the, um, Blackwoods in the Riverlands, who always were rivals and shit. You have all these cool houses, and I forget what the name of the Stormlords were. 
it wasn't Baratheons. It was because Baratheons are actually a spinoff of the Targaryens, technically. Um, the shit. Well, it, it's a really cool house in Stormlands too. And then you have most of the northern houses. There won't be any Manderleys though, and there may or may not be Mormonts because they kept calling Jorah the Andal. So I'm like, are the Mormonts Andals? If that's the case, then there won't be any of them. Uh, there won't be any of the Iron Islanders either, or at least those specific ones. So it it's all these cool houses. You get the Umbers, you get the Boltons, you might get the Karstarks. Uh, I think the Glovers and stuff like that. But and you get all these other houses that are dead now. So that's why I'm excited for that. Not to mention you get the Children of the Forest, and you might actually get a decent White Walker story. Yeah. Of what goes on with that, because That's mostly what I'm excited for, after the cause... disappointment of, the, of Game of Thrones. Yeah, you really hope they do it well in this one because this is what it's all about. There is no Cersei Lannister in the South. There is no Dragon Queen or shit like this. This is just White Walker. It's the living and the dead. That's all it's going to be about. Though, my question is this: though, hmm. is it going to be starting? Is it just going to be only that, or is that going to come later? And it's going to start with the war against the children of the forest and head to that point uh, and build up into the White Walkers. I, I would, I just want to know more about the children of the forest. Cause like we got to see a few of them when Bran was being taught by the uh, three eyed Raven, but we didn't really learn much about them. Same with the, the white walkers. Like we got that one um, shot of, Brand seeing the past and seeing them seemingly turn some random guy into the Night King. The Night King, and I just I really want to know more about that because that was fascinating, and they never came back to that in the Game of Thrones. So I think they then, never even we the the White Walkers never even said a word. So I think it'll start with the war with the Children of the Forest then for sure, and then also there won't be a wall and there won't be a Night's Watch. Yeah. And I don't think there'll be no wildlings either because there's no, like, separation yet. Yeah. So that's all really cool stuff to think about. And I really, I don't, do you remember if D&D are uh, involved in this? Not off the top of my head, no. I really hope they're not. um, Because if they are. That would suck. They're too busy doing Star Wars. Yeah, now. I really hope they're just doing Star Wars now. I don't. Want th- I don't want them to touch this with a ten foot pole. <laughs> uh, I. I really hope it's just uh, like maybe George R- George R- Martin and then like uh, War. Actually, no, I don't want them to do anything involving TV anymore. Just do the fucking books. Uh, but yeah, just I just want this to be new people who will have more love and care in this than D and D did. Which then also then brings us to we have two more shows to talk about because there's two more shows potentially coming. So yeah. the next one comes from George Railroad Martin uh, tweeting or saying something like basically for the next the second show, read my book Fire and Blood, which I won't. Fuck you, nice try. Uh, not until you write Winds of Winter first, you Wasn't bastard. Wasn't Fire and Blood just like a history of Westeros? No, it's a history of the Targaryens. Right. Okay. So it's it's more of like a. If you ever read the the book World of Ice and Fire, it gives you like a whole history of Westeros. It gives you some stuff of Essos. It, it takes through through the entire Targaryen line too. So I'm assuming this will go more in depth on it, but I'm not sure if it's like a history book or if it's like a anthology with all the different perspectives. I think it's more of a history book, but it's basically more depth on all the shit that happened with every ruler, which means 
if he said to read that to get a hint at one of the next shows, which would probably be the second one since that's the closest hint we've gotten, is I see it as one of two things. Option A, they're going to do a show about Aegon the Conqueror, and it'll be the conquest of Westeros and him basically uh, ruling the Seven Kingdoms. Or option B, we get an anthology show about the Targaryens in general, and we basically get all the different... um, rulers throughout the series you think they would do an anthology show i mean how else would you cover all the targaryens that's fair uh i guess you could do like a hobbit type thing and just have like the author of a book about the targaryens like narrating the various stories I, I guess, guess so, but that, that still feels like it would be an anthology. Yeah, kind of. he's still going through it all. Yeah. So, I, I mean, do you think there, besides an anthology or the Aegon the Conqueror, do you see any other possible... Oh, it could be also... Sorry, I forgot. The Dance of Dragons. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that that would be another yeah, yeah. third big option, because I don't see them doing one about Egg, Duncan Egg. No. And especially if they're saying, read Fire and Blood, you would say read Night of the Seven Kingdoms if it was about them. So... Yeah, okay, that's three options. So Dance of Dragons, uh, Aegon's Conquest, or an anthology that's just about the Targaryens. Leaving us then with our third and final series, which for sure they've confirmed it won't be Arya's West of Westeros, so we're not going to get that. Yeah. It then which leaves... seems like a missed opportunity. I, I Part of me thinks that, but the other part of me is just like... It, it leaves the wonder there, because then like, what are they yeah, going to do? Sure. What the fuck's gonna, what's, what's it going to be? I don't know, I just thought, like, a show where Arya is, like, a pirate or whatever would be cool. Maybe. The whole thing is, like, the person, there was someone that explored West Westeros before, and she found some islands, and they had, like, it sounded like, she said, really big lizards, some assuming, like, Komodo dragons or something, Mm. and there was some weird fruit, and that's all we know, and then she disappeared after that. Okay. So, we, like, I don't know. But, we then have this final show... It could be, I think, the options are Robert's Rebellion. Which I would really like. That Tales cool. of Duncan Egg, which I, personally, I would love that one. Uh, it, there's those two. It could do uh, the stories of Essos. Like, it could go into a random part of the world of Ice and Fire. And just do a random spinoff of like, oh, this is some character in fucking a shy, yeah, or something like that. Or I think it could be a cool. Um, what I would love to see is if they did a cool explore. So it's some dude who's like an a Westerosix adventure, and it's his adventure going to all the different places heading east. So it's sort of like Arya's West Westeros, but instead of going the opposite direction, you get to see all the different lands like Jogos. Uh, fucking Giscar, the the Giscari Empire area. That'd be cool because Old Valeria, all that, all that, all that shit. Because we mostly in Game of Thrones only get to see Slaver's Bay. It's like when people said they want like um, a spinoff of Lord of the Rings, where you're going to like the, the Easter, the Rune, the lands of the East, where the East Rings are from, or Harad. Like you see all these different places where you're like, well, I want to see what that culture is about. What what's this place? But it could be like that, or it could be um, Valeria. A show of Valyria. 
I would like that. So that's like one of the most mysterious places in the book. Yeah, because I don't think they'd count that as like one of the fire and blood things of like being the second series. So I think it would be yeah, either Valyria, Robert's Rebellion, Tales of Duncan Egg, or something completely different where it's a random place having some random perspective, or better yet, what I want, which is like that crazy just like adventure journey to the east. So. We'll see. Honestly, they probably won't tell us for a long time because first yeah. they'll develop Long Night. I don't. They could potentially, if they really wanted to, they could fill out the year over time where they go. Yeah, spring you're gonna get the Long Night. On uh, the fall you'll get uh, blah blah. On the winter you'll get this one, and just put them out like three times of the year. I mean, HBO would love to give you a reason to keep your sub- subscription ongoing. Well, that is why uh, before they showed the last uh, yeah. <laughs> the last episode of Game of Thrones, they showed you like all these shows. They're like, look, this is what you can watch. Which the big thing really that people are going to care about, or at least for me, is going to be uh, Westworld season three yeah. and the Watchmen show. Yeah, so I'm actually that, really I'm, I'm actually in that. excited for those. Plus, I still have to. Uh, there's a bunch of other shit I've never watched on HBO. Like, I still have to watch Sopranos. I have to watch Boardwalk Empire. I have to watch, like, seasons two and three of True Detective. So I got a ways to go. Plus, like, I'm sure there's other shit I've never watched before. Because, like, before this, I've just watched first season of True Detective, True Blood, and I think that's actually it. That's all I've seen. Hmm. So, oh, and, like, HBO, uh, Band of Brothers in the Pacific. But, yeah, there's tons of other stuff. But, yeah, so that's, uh, that is really all we have for Game of Thrones, uh, clocking in about hour 15. Not too bad again. Yeah, not bad. Anything else? Any last things you want to say about the show, upcoming shows? No, I think we, we're pretty in-depth on that. <laughs> yeah, all right. Until then, really, I'm just hoping... I mean, I lo- I'm looking forward to seeing The Long Night. But moreoverly, I want to read Winds of Winter. I want Definitely. that damn book. Because for those that may Supposedly not know... next year. Right now, still, in terms of books, guys, this is how different the books are. I am still Team Stannis. Yeah. I that's This is how different the books are. I am Team Stannis. I kind of like, Danny's a cool thing to read, but I don't think about her too much. I don't think about Cersei too much. I like reading about Stannis. I like reading about Dorne. Um, there's a shit ton of stuff with Stoneheart. All the characters you watch in the show, a lot of them aren't characters I particularly like. I'm excited to see like I still love seeing them but there's there's just so many other characters that you get attached to and that you liked like I can't wait to see Davos go to Skagos and see Rickon and Asha that's right this is completely different shit they're going like they're all this stuff is so different yeah I'm like really I can't remember where Rickon is in the books he's in Skagos right so then the whole battle of the bastards thing couldn't even happen nope well, the whole thing is it's going to be the Battle of Winterfell. So the whole th- for those that don't know, if they if they want to, there's two battles opening with the sixth book. The Battle of Marine. Danny's not even there, so she's still being taken by the Dothraki. Uh, the Battle of Marine is being head by Barristan Selmy. So all that's happening, and then you have uh, the Battle of Winterfell, which is going to be Stannis versus the Boltons. And Stannis actually does what John does, and he actually recruits a bunch of the North to fight with him. And he still Wait, has. Hold on, did Barristan Selmy ever show up in the show again? Yeah, he died. When was that? In like season five. Oh, God damn it! I forgot about that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. So yeah, uh, Barristan Selmy uh, has a bigger role, and I think he gets his own chapters in this new book. 
and we have shit with Theon, and uh, Yara Greyjoy is actually named uh, Asha? Asha, yeah, because there's Asha and there's Asha, so she's Asha, Asha's the wildling. Right, right, That's right. why it gets confused. I think that's right. why they changed there's her name, honestly. Osha with, like, the O, and... Yeah, that's why it's, like, Aw. Yeah, and Asha with an A. Okay. Yeah. I, t- I totally didn't. So she's Asha, and she yeah, she gets captured by Stannis. Theon's captured by Stannis. So all this, this shit's just like completely fucking different. You don't even understand how different it is. You just don't, you, you don't get it. Go. If I can recommend anything to people that are listening to this right now, just read the books. They are oh, absolutely fucking amazing. These are my favorite books besides like Lord of the Rings. I'd say they're like, really fucking good. My only warning is that. There are so many characters, it's hard to keep track of sometimes. I actually can. But, like, it would have... I made it my business to know everything. Here's the thing. It would have really helped me to know when I was reading it on my Kindle that they have a genealogy in the back of the book. Oh, dude, you you never noticed that? I didn't know that. Like, I literally got to, like, 90% uh, through through the first book or whatever, and then it ended, and I was like, wait... But what's the last ten percent? <laughs> Should have done what I did, dude. I bought the real books. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, if you get like a, co- a one of the physical copies, then you could just easily flip to the ba- back of the book to be like, who who the fuck is this character again? And just like figure it out. So, and like that's really my only complaint is that there are too many not not even too many characters to keep track of. It's just that there are a lot of them. Yeah, there are. All right, that's it for this show. We're going to actually record right after this with our 21st episode, which will release before this one. So this should be releasing somewhere in the middle of the week, whereas uh, episode 21 will release uh, tonight, and then we'll post about it tomorrow. But until then, if you have any questions, any comments, feedback you want us to talk about, just email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can at sutrasidetalk. You can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124, and you can follow myself at GoGoComzilla. That is all we have for today. Until next time, see you guys later. Thanks for listening.